I don't think so. That's the challenge. But he's forget but, the but he's bag, good though. Forget the number three pick. Is he going to stay disciplined right he, now and not reach for Jimmy Garoppolo? I, I don't think he does. It's the future. Down in distance. WGNRadio.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome in Down and Distance. Jared Payton, alongside my man Sean Davis, SD2 Mike's on Twitter. I'm at Payton Son, P A Y T O N S U N. Yes, exclusively on WGNRadio.com. Associated with the arena. Go to the Arena Shy on Twitter as well to get all the podcasts and everything else that you want for your sporting enjoyment. It's new, it's fresh, it's everything. Sean Davis, my partner, you know what time it is, man. The Super Bowl is here. So football's in the air. Um, kids, you know, getting ready, signing, signing day. You know, about to sign the lives away for a good reason, you know what I mean, to be able to go play. But football is here, man. This is, this is it. And you and I had this conversation the other night as I was sitting in my basement. I called you with my two phones, one charging, on the uh, Apple TV, connected to one of my phones, the other phone talking to you and watching film of NFL prospects, guys that are going to be in this year's draft. And we were talking about playmakers. And I think you and I both wanted to have the conversation maybe with cameras in front of us at your house and my house just to have the conversation of the guys that we were going through, of the playmakers and the different positions that we were looking at. Um, kind of talking about the Bears as well, but just the the playmakers that are in this draft. And defensively, I think when you look at teams trying to get better defensively, this draft is a draft for if a team wants to get better at a certain position, there's a couple of playmakers that are in this draft that can make your team better, hopefully become that, that rock that you need on your defense. Um, who did you, you – you have names. You have names of some playmakers, not just – defensively but also offensively as well right now based upon what we know that Ryan Pace said he said he wanted playmakers at the press conference so let's go over the five playmakers that we know that are the top playmakers in this draft before workouts in the combine all right in no particular order Mike Williams, one of the top five playmakers in this draft. Yes. Jamal Adams, one of the top five playmakers in this draft. Malik Hooker, one of the top five playmakers in this draft. Miles Garrett, one of the top five playmakers in this draft. The fifth spot, there's a battle there. Who's the battle between? Jonathan Allen. Derek Barnett, Burnett from Tennessee. And then you have some guys on the fringe. There's a guy that I don't think will even go in the top 15. If you ask me if he was one of the top playmakers in this draft, I would say yes. Who? And I'm sorry, dude. I mean, there's no way you can watch college football and not say, Please don't, please. In different levels that Christian McCaffrey is not one of the top playmakers in this draft. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He is. He's a playmaker. He's a playmaker. But that's, teams, but, but that's where it is. split out. He's a playmaker. So depending on what team gets him is to me is going to be the, uh, 
the key. I mean, I could see him being a guy that could be landing in the hands. And it's kind of weird because I talked to a Packers fan, and he was like, yo, I want Christian McCaffrey. Well, the Packers have some other needs. I mean, they, they need a running back first. That's something that they were lacking this season. You need something long run. He's not that guy, but he gives you multiple different areas where he could be used at, which I think you, you have to be – and you have to look at him and say, yeah, I, I'm I'm a little surprised, though, Sean, that you didn't have a couple more names on the list. Go ahead and add to it. You tell me if I'm wrong. Dalvin Cook, are we leaving him out? Dalvin Cook is definitely. Right? That's where, I thought, that's where I thought you were going at first when you were thinking of Christian McCaffrey. Leonard Fournette as well. Yeah, I, I just didn't want to – you look yeah. at those three. Yeah. Those three guys – Especially, I would take. I would the Bears. I don't see them. Well, going not the Bears. Either one. No, no, not the Bears. I'm just talking. About my just mindset in was all the Bears. Top five playmakers okay. on the board for the Bears. Bears. All right, my bad. Because I just wanted to. I can't forget about those guys. But real quick, I might take Dalvin over my boy Leonard Fournette, though. I'm just saying, there's there's something about Florida State running backs that you you got to like. Devontae Freeman's in the Super Bowl this weekend. And watch how versatile he is. You you talk about in the NFC Championship game and the ability to not run the football but to be effective in the passing game as well. I think Delvin Cook could be that guy for somebody. So moving forward, for the Bears, I get it. So you're asking me, yeah, with the guys that you named – for the Bears at three. That's what you're talking about of which one to select? If at they're three. At three? Man. The five guys that will probably be at the top as playmakers. We're not looking for need right now. We're not trying to fill gaps. We're trying to get playmakers. The back end of your – it's hard not to think that way, man. I have a hard time always going. I'm not the guy that always is like, I get it best available if I had to be a GM or an organization. I get that. But it's so hard to separate watching this Bears team all season and not like kind of look at the needs. It's hard for me to differentiate whatever we're trying to break down here because I I think you have to start if, – if I'm looking at a guy in a playmaker, yeah, this, this, is, this is hard, man. Because I watched a lot of Jamal Adams' film over the last couple of days, and, man, he gives you something that you haven't had in a long time. What does he give you? Who he, does he remind you of? Well, first of all, what what I saw from him, let me tell you what I saw. I saw a guy that can that is a leader on the football field as soon as he steps onto the football field. That's huge. I mean, he has this thing about him where I was getting jacked up watching him on film and the way that he gets everybody around him hyped up to play. Plus, not only was he able to tackle in space, not only was he able to you know play either deep but he was also had the ability to come up and uh be inside of you know down by the line as well the line of scrimmage and handle his own and make plays and i think when you have that ability it's something that's different that 
he's he is a definite playmaker. Um, Williams, though, to me is that's the that's that's the guy that I think is going to be have instant success um, once he steps into the NFL. He's just he's got something, man. He's the way he his ability to un- understand where he is on the football field, yeah. his route running, um, to making the big catches, to playing the big games, to not feel phased, and um, the the you could see it by in in the college game of how much. Uh, respect that he commands on the football field, and um, yo, I, I, he's if you talk about playmakers, I think that might be he is the playmaker according to all of the pronostications right now, all the mock drafts. The guy that's going to be there at three is Jonathan Allen. Now we talked about this. You want pass edge rushers in the NFL, right? They're the second most important position with the outside linebackers that the Bears have considering Pernell McPhee stays healthy that's if if he stays healthy you have Leonard Floyd growing you have Eddie Goldman who has health issues in his own right Jonathan Allen and Eddie Goldman what they could provide as far as pass rush up the middle does that help the development of Leonard Floyd Willie Young and Pernell McPhee. Is it more valuable to get that guy to improve your pass rush up the middle with Hakeem Hicks and with an Eddie Goldman? Or would you much rather have a Miles Garrett or a Derrick Burnett from Tennessee? Well, well I just know I'm I'm kinda out of the whole Miles Garrett thing because I just know he's not going to be there. You know? There's no way. No, there's no way. That's the best player. So there is no Trubisky Kaiser going one two. No, no, not happening. It's not happening. So any 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 of these the number one pick in the NFL draft. Any of these mock drafts that have Deshaun Kaiser <laughs> going in n- number two, you should be ashamed of yourself. Ashamed, ashamed. You know how disrespectful that is. Do you know how disrespectful that is to Deshaun Watson? Go watch the Michigan State tape. Are you – who even – how do you even put that? I'm looking at a mock draft right now, and number two to San Fran is Deshaun Kaiser. Who – did you not watch any Notre Dame games this season? Have you not watched Notre Dame over the last two years? All right. I'll, let's go back to Jonathan Allen. Hey, listen, I'm going to get I – want, I want people to get out and just make sure that they're totally away from this – state of mind of of a quarterback anywhere at number three just move that out move that out there's nobody other than that you could tell me that I would feel comfortable with other than Deshaun Watson if you told me you were getting him at three I might have a little bit of an issue but I like him that much that I I wouldn't be too upset anybody else Trubisky anybody else there uh yeah, I'd be a little upset. But what Jonathan Allen does is he gives you a guy that is ready to play. And, man, you take him, he's the he's going to be – and if he's three sitting there, depending on who goes number two, he's probably going to be the next best player on the board, your best player on the board. So why not take him, the best player? And he is. He's a difference maker. You put him on the football field, and you've already mentioned it, you mentioned it. You put him with Akeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman, when healthy. Eddie Goldman, when healthy, 
is going is a monster, and you put them on that same defensive line together, it becomes one of the top defensive lines in the NFL right away. Now, to your question, yes, it makes all your edge rushers a lot better. It gives you the double combo, not only outside but inside. Makes they, your linebackers where, better. Where, where they lacked is getting that push all the time from the middle of the field. That creates so much more for offenses to be able ha- to do where they have to think so much more when you have a dominant force right up the front and you got guys coming off the edge with a lot of speed. Quarterbacks have to make a lot of decisions. Quarterbacks don't have don't feel the same comfort of now that pocket is not even, not only closing, but it's also coming at them in front of them, which makes them have to maybe get to the outside where you can use the speed of those guys on the outside to be able to collapse all that. Sean, it, it's almost a no-brainer, man. It really is. This Bears defense is going to have to get better, and they're going to have to get better from the inside all the way out. So, yes, a safety would be awesome. Don't get me wrong. And would you be, would I be upset with some of the safeties that I've looked at? No. But We're going to get to this because, as we told our fans, but they, in but the they're not. Weeks, hold we're going to be in your basement. But hold up, looking at film and breaking it down. Yes, for the top prospects. But you get that safety, and you don't have what we just talked about—that dominant defensive line. Yeah. Those young guys are going to have trouble on that back end. It all starts from up front, and I trust Ryan Pace to be able to find some gems later on in the draft to be able to fit certain spots where I don't know. And you know what? What's the case? You got all this cap money, man. So what are you going to do? You could go on. You could go out and get Eric Berry. If you really want to. If he to. decides to leave Kansas City. If he decides to leave. But if you got money, money always talks. So to me, you, you do something now, and guys want to see what's going on. They want to see because – Veteran guys see the moves that teams are making. They don't need to be a GM. So you're saying the splash is made. Very interesting. Splash. Especially when we look at the Chicago Bulls and what we suffered through, being able to make a splash in free agency and get that big-time guy. For Ryan Pace right now to take the next step, there has to be a splash in free agency. Let me tell you, yes. Has to be a splash. Has let's, to be a splash. Let me go back to your. Let me go back to what you were bringing up about the Bulls. We're gonna bring some some Bulls basketball into this. All right. So you think D Wade comes to Chicago? If if he knew what was going on, what he saw in that locker room, he didn't have a. Cho- he really didn't have a choice. Miami forced his hand. He, he had chasing to, the duffel bag. He was chasing the duffel bag. Chasing the duffel bag. Now can't be mad at him for that. Can't be mad. But if he if he actually had a choice between maybe somewhere else, say it was maybe New York or Chicago. No, if New York or Cleveland had the money, he would he not be in, he would not be in Chicago. Or if New York had not listened to Derrick Rose and saved the Joe King money for D Wade. He'd be somewhere else. He'd be somewhere else. But you think as a veteran, he was watching the moves, and he looks at the moves that were being made of saying, oh, man. He would look at the moves and say, maybe that's not the spot. If you start making moves and how you're drafting, a lot of these veterans are watching what you're doing. You take a guy like Jonathan Allen and put him on, and a guy like that, a safety in the position going, hmm, let me see. I know what Eddie Goldman. These guys know all about each other. They watch them. They might not. What they they know. Everybody talks in the league about who is 
that guy or who's up and coming, who guys that are making plays. It's a respect thing. If you can show that you're building something that you want to be a part of and you can be a part of, dude, it gives in free agency. That's what it's all about. You have to show that you're making moves in the right direction. Um, to me, Sean, I think Jonathan Allen right now at this point, just right Off of now, that list of the five playmakers we gave that I would that that top five that I would select at number three board. that I would select at number three. Now, you know, for me right now, it's definitely I'm leaning towards trading down. I'm definitely leaning towards trading down, and I think trading down for the Chicago Bears would be more advantageous based upon what they want. Flash, we look at playmakers. We've been looking at film. Jonathan Allen against the better teams doesn't flash enough to me. Yeah. He didn't flash enough against Clemson to me. I saw the outside guys put pressure on Deshaun Watson, but I didn't see enough from Jonathan Allen. Didn't we have this conversation about somebody else back we in the did. day? We did. We did have, have this conversation about somebody else. Don't he play, don't, where does he play at? In L.A.? He plays in L.A. I mean, it, we, we, we it didn't. He didn't. He didn't flash at us on the on the screen. But when you see what he when he's around, and not that it, it's a different situation coming from Pitt, yeah. being from Alabama. Being I Alabama, get. Totally I get that. I get that. But sometimes the film is. It's also about who you're around as well. Once you get there, yeah. and so that's where you. That's what you're looking for. You can look at all the film, and we both can. We've seen it. Even even the other day, we saw some of these safeties. Missed tackles. Terrible. The safeties in this class take some of the worst angles I've ever seen from safeties in a draft class. And I think that's Some kinda... of these top safeties, Jamal Adams is the only complete. If I had to look for an overall complete safety in the box, coverage, he does not have nearly the range no. as Malik Hooker. Malik, oh, no. Malik Hooker has we talked about ridiculous. That. He has Ed Reed-type range. We talked about that. I don't want to disrespect the Hall of Famer. That's not a disrespect. But his range is... It's a comparison. Is your boy Ed Reed. Yeah. And it reminds me of Sean Taylor. But he's just not... He's not as big. He's not, not as big. Physical. No. His in-the-box game is kind of meh. And you need that and now. And you need that with the Chicago Bears. We, we need that on this defense. It's not... We saw it. The, I think the lack of size... Makes him a liability. He's not that guy. And we want to see a guy that, if you don't have all that range, I'm cool with it. But w- which is great. A good another thing is, is that listen, it's all good because we're building something on this defensive line to make sure that hopefully that you don't have to, you don't have to be going out by yourself that far because we're already getting to the quarterback already. That's the goal. The goal is to make sure that they can get to the quarterback so it makes your job easy. So we know what the the recipe is. Think about the recipe for this weekend. I'm, oh, I'm glad you said that. Look at the recipe for this get weekend. To our next topic, right? We've done the playmakers. Yeah. Our next topic with the Bears in this segment, front office discipline. I hear a lot of Bears fans, a lot of the media, saying this has to be the year. This has to be the year. This has to happen. That has to happen. You have to go out and get a quarterback. You have to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Calm down. I know a lot of people are upset because Ryan Pace is not as forthcoming with his plans as Theo and Jed were on the north side that eventually led to a championship. 
But you have to be patient because this guy has a plan. His plan was simple. Come in, look at what we have, tear it down. He didn't try to build on a shaky foundation. From the jump, tear it down. My strength is drafting. My strength is analyzing the college players and building from that. That's going to be the strength of this rebuild. He's stuck by that. Two draft classes have been solid. This year's draft class was better because the players were actually on the field. Kevin White was still still a mystery. Why? Because of health. Other than that, he's solid. But this is the offseason with 70 to 75 million. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of duffel bags. It's a lot of duffel bags. To give out in free agency. And but, a top three pick. But let me tell you. You can't miss. You can't right miss. Now, but you have to be patient. Now, this is important. This is where front office discipline comes into play. You have to be disciplined as a front office. Yes. Because even when things go bad, that discipline will carry you through the tough times. Well, don't. Yeah. And you said. New England is a perfect example. Yes. New England was built on the discipline and the foundation. Don't get it twisted. Bill Belichick might go down as the greatest head coach of all time. I'll give you that. But under Mr. Kraft, the foundation was laid by one Bill Parcells. Oh, yes. He laid it down. He laid it down. Showed how to move it. Take care of the ball. Solid quarterback play. And get people that fit your system. Absolutely. So the the players that he went to the Super Bowl with. That were youngsters, a la Brewski, Brewski, youngster, yeah, McGinnis, youngster, Drew Bledsoe, youngster, Terry Glenn, youngsters. He went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Packers with youngsters that he brought in, who then down his, that that grew, and by the time they grew and matured, guess who had him? What Bill Belichick? Oh, so well. now he had a fully mature defense. And group of youngsters that had already been to the Super Bowl and knew how to win and knew how to get there. People forget that. So now you throw into the mix a young compensatory pick in the fifth round who in college his strength was the wide open game, four or five receiver sets, his accuracy, and his acumen of identifying the weakness or the mismatch. He comes in. With the foundation laid by Parcells, you add the genius on the defensive side of Bill Belichick. They face the greatest offense in the Super Bowl. Belichick deals with that, checks that, and their entire organization is built on what? Even to this day. It's about we will not spend a lot of money. No, we're and not be spending top heavy. Money. We will go out and scout where everybody else doesn't scout. And we will find somebody. We will find the talent. We will find the hidden gems. We will coach them. We will develop them. And once we get the great quarterback, once he develops after year three or four, Tom Brady becomes an elite quarterback. Now your margin for error and your talent evaluation is much bigger. Let's not forget the years, yeah, the 10 years that they did not win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Bill Belichick's talent evaluation was very sketchy. But now. His first and second round picks, meh. But his margin of error was much bigger because of what his quarterback had become. Oh, yeah. So his quarterback could overcome 
his mistakes as a front office, but he stayed true to his discipline, to who he wanted his team to be. And I think they that's hard. They don't make mistakes. Their roster from a talent standpoint is not about to beat you from pure talent. But as far as doing their jobs and being disciplined from the front office all the way down to the field, it's, it's the it's same tough. plan as it was when he first got the job. Can front offices be disciplined to carry out the plan? This is the trick for Ryan Pace. Yeah, he's got to figure out. Does he get greedy and reach? No, he's in not year going three, to. Or does he stay true to the plan? Does yeah. he hear the voices of the fans? Does he hear the panic in the voices of the fans thinking, oh, my God, we're bad, we're, we suck, not understanding where they are in the rebuilding phase? No, I don't think so. That's the challenge. But he's, but, the but he's bag, good, though. Forget the number three pick. Is he going to stay disciplined right he, now and not reach for Jimmy Garoppolo? I, I don't think he does. I think he has the um, – Brian Pace understands what he needs to do, and I think that's the hardest – the hardest thing probably is being a GM or in the front office and figuring out when you have a season where you only win three games and you have to figure out how to get better – and you know that this is a crucial draft for your organization moving forward to not to reach. And I think he has the ability of watching film, which is so good. He's a film guy, Sean. He's okay. not gonna he's not gonna he's not gonna go out and reach. And and uh, for all the people just right now talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, listen, I, I I just don't know. There's not enough there. There's not – and for people to say to go get Jimmy and give him a lot of money, which he has not – we haven't seen enough on film to say this guy is going to be the next guy. Aren't you a – Bears fans should be tired of quarterbacks getting hurt. This yeah. This kid got hurt week two. I just don't know if you spent all that out. money. Shoulder issue. It's, it's a lot of money. For a guy that we don't know. And, and draft just think about in draft picks. And and th- draft picks. Think about what Houston's going through. It goes against everything that Ryan Pace is trying to do, which is build through the draft talent evaluation. Don't reach. You're not ready yet as an organization. No, not to reach. You're not, you're not ready you're not to, there. Reach to you... make that John Lester move. You're not ready but at, but to at... get that duffel bag. Or give those draft picks away. But Sean, you they need they need time. Like this is right now. This is this is the crucial part in this regime. Is this year? You got you have to have time, and you have to build it one way. Absolutely, and you got to find a way that if you're going to start and you're going to have this third pick, then you know what you need to do. You need to show up your defense and know. Listen, I can't miss. So, there's no listen. There's no missing. So Garoppolo on, is a reach. Garoppolo is a reach because we don't know. Okay, is Mike Williams at three a reach? To me, he's not a reach. Is Jamal Adams at three a reach? To me, no, he's not a reach at three. The, you, I don't think you can you – can, you, you're talking about playmakers. That's what you said. Yeah. Those are two playmakers, so I couldn't – would I be upset? No, I can't be upset. But you can't. No one is a for sure thing in the NFL. I get that. I totally understand. But there's no taking Kevin White with your first pick. Like you, that right there is already. We don't know how that's going to pan out. And His that first two first round picks have been definitely from an offensive and defensive standpoint. You look at the measurables, and you project. They were reaches. 
They were reaches. You there and 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 at the Year point three, this is not the time for reaches. No, and you shouldn't have reached for those first two drafts. The Leonard Floyd. I get that I one. A whole lot more, but not, but than but Kevin White. but not the Kevin White. The Kevin White was a re, was a real reach. I like him, but Sean, you know that was a reach, man. And you can't do to me. You can't do that. It should have been best available at that time. They wanted Amari. Yes, they did. Amari Cooper was the guy they wanted. I know they did. So they were selling for what they thought was going to be the next best. Right. And everything happens. Injuries happen. I get that. But there is – it wasn't even the injuries, though, Sean. We knew that he was a project. We did. We knew he was a project. Leonard Floyd, same thing. It's turned out to be, be, okay, we can see where it's going – but we don't know what that's going to be either in year two. The only thing that we know for sure at certain positions that we know, a wide receiver under the good quarterback, but that's another thing as well. Do yeah. you have that quarterback to be able to have that that symmetry with with a wide receiver? If you don't have that yet, then it might not. Don't reach if that's not the case. Now, if you told me they were getting rid of Alshon and – they had the third pick, and Williams is sitting there at number three. I mean, you got to take him. Getting rid of Alshon, does that make sense right now? In the discipline of Ryan Pace and what he's trying to do, does getting rid of Alshon make sense right now? Depends on what you what. Depends on what you do, what you're looking to do. Who that quarterback? Do you draft a quarterback in your quarterback situation? Like, what are you doing at quarterback? When 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 are you addressing quarterback, and who is going to be your quarterback? Do you is that going to be to me? That's like that's the case. I I lean towards saying, listen, I love Alshon as a football player, but we've already started to see his availability on the football field. We don't know. And in the game of football, uh, being available is key. If you're not available, you can't be available, then we really don't need you. And that's it's. I, I know it's 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 hard to hear, but that's what the business is about. If you're hurt, that's why guys play hurt. That's why guys use painkillers. That's why we just heard this story about Atlanta being the number one team that is uh, doctors are prescribing painkillers because. Guys want to be on the football field to be able to play. Because when you're available, look what happens. Now this team is going to the Super Bowl. They're going to be playing and representing the NFC. I, I, it's tough, man. The, the four-game suspension, the soft tissue injuries that have happened before, he's a dominant. He's a, when he's healthy, he's dominant. And he's a, he's a great player. He's a top receiver when healthy. But that is that's the issue, and if you're talking about there's a reason. If you're going to keep giving him franchise tagging him, and you haven't given him a, a, a deal yet, you're basically you basically him, you're giving him the Jimmy Butler treatment. Yeah, you're basically saying, like, we listen, really don't we really him. don't want you. But uh, I mean, uh, he would have, have to find a good reason to get rid of you. He he would have. I feel like everything that happened this this season. I mean, you you saw how Elshon came out after 
you know, the end of the season and how he was talking. Listen, I want guys to feel like that. I want guys to have a vision of where they want the organ. Yeah, I want I want them to have visions on where they want to be. But that does not in the and I'm just thinking as if I was in the front office. To me, that doesn't change what has happened leading up to that point. It's hard for GMs to not look at situations, and they probably know a lot more than we do about what was going on and him trying to be available. I'm not. I can't knock on him for trying to be on the field to be healthy. Listen, it's a dangerous game, man. It's a it's a dangerous game. And guys are trying to do whatever they can to be able to play on the on the football field and it just doesn't happen where we don't see these gladiators like it used to be, man. It's tough. This game is faster, guys are stronger, the bigger guys are running like little guys. The impact that guys are taking are it's like getting hit by a, like a Yugo. It's no joke. And so being available is is what is so hard in the NFL, and we see it every single year of guys getting hurt left and right. Do you is it time to move on? It might be, but do you have something else in mind? Do you what else do you have in mind for the position? So right now, as of right now, what we're telling Bears fans right now is these are the three things you need to see, and you have to be disciplined as a front office, Ryan Pace. The first one is you have to make a splash in free agency on the defensive side of the ball. It has to be in that defensive backfield along the lines of an Eric Berry, a Tremaine Johnson cornerback from the Rams. It has to be somebody that can add to that defensive backfield. You would prefer the safety first. Safety first. I I would rather go – I would love to have Eric Berry in the secondary and – pay the money to get him and then sure up your defensive line through the draft and get these guys like a Jonathan Allen and go that way and then try to figure it out from there. Because you also need, you also need corner help too. Absolutely. So it seems like there's a lot of, a lot of issues. Even though they did draft a lot of youngsters. At yeah. The who, cornerback position. who have shown some promise. That they're happy with in their development. And when you want to see them, they got a chance with yeah. all the injuries. They had a chance to come out and Because Vic Fangio loves to be in that nickel. Yes. He loves to play in that majorly in that nickel defense and uses two out, outside linebackers with studs at the defensive it's, tackles. It's just amazing that this, this organization hasn't had a dominant safety in so long. Isn't the last it? one is Mike Brown. It's a long time ago. It's a long time ago. That position has been hurting forever. You need you got to address it, and not only just addressing that. Can we address the, like the Chris Harris era? Yeah, not not <laughs> I'm not not knocking on Harris. I like Chris, but I'm just saying I'm talking about of that of that you know that mindset of like when you looked. You remember what Mike Brown was for well, that it goes defense? Goes back to the leadership you talked about with Jamal Adams. It was leadership that you had. Instantly, yeah, he's that guy. He's instantly he's a playmaker. He's a leader, and that's something that this organization needs. I mean, I, the other day talking about, and I, you know how much the feelings that I have for for Kyle, for Kyle Long. Lo- love him to death, man. One of the greatest guys that I've had a chance to meet. He's, he's an offensive lineman. He's the face of your franchise. And he's an offensive lineman. Where else do you see that happening? So that means that, yeah, he is the leader on that Bears team, but there's not enough playmakers there's not enough leaders you need more and if you don't have that man 
Yo. I, real quick, though. So real, quick, real quick. Real quick. Real quick. Real uh, quick. Paul just uh, hit us up and said, what's your take on the Fuller situation? The Kyle Fuller situation. I don't think he fits. He doesn't fit what Vic Fangio is trying to Vic do. Vic Fangio and what he's trying to do, number one. He's not physical enough. He's not physical enough. And he's, he's a, and he's a liability. He's, no, 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 no. He can't no, play no, safety. No. Can he play nickel? I don't think so because you have to be very versatile. Good but, I thought he, I, I, but I thought he was, though, man. In college, I thought I saw him be able to do that. Nah. He's, he is a zone. He's like your zone. You know what? Zone are, corner, dude. I'm starting to listen a lot to these NFL players, and I think the guy that said it the best was Chris Carter. And he said, look, stop falling in love with the jersey when you analyze these players in college. I get it. He said, Alabama defensive backs hold, hold, hold in college, and they get away with it because of the dominant front seven. Yeah. When you get to the NFL and you're playing the best of the best, all of that holding, that's, that's out the window. You get exposed. But you're not as good in coverage as you looked in that on that team and in that system. So I, I'm, when we look at when we look at guys, and you ask that question, Cal Fuller, Virginia Tech, just really. He didn't jump I mean, out. Can he didn't. You name he, a but, Virginia Tech. But he didn't jump off the screen. Back that really. No. You know I don't like Blacksburg, like that man. Oh, we're not talking about batteries <laughs> and you know on field issues with the fans. I mean, just the players. Oh uh, I mean, no, Frank just say yeah. It's it. No, I can't. A great program. But you can't. You can't. It just. He doesn't fit. Doesn't fit. And it's not it's not a knock on him. It's just he might be better in a in a different situation. Yeah, he's not talented enough to play the slot, play the nickel. So it's just a lost cause. It's another one of those Tressman. <sighs> Tressman. That's my guy. That's your guy. He's That's my guy. Dude. He's a good dude, man. But it's another It field. just didn't work it's out. It's another field Emory pick that was just It's a loss. That's a loss. That's exactly. There you go. Perfect example of what Ryan Pace had to look at and deal with his first year. He's looking at this roster and he's looking at Kyle Fuller and saying that's the, that's my guy in the defensive secondary. That's my guy. That's what I'm supposed to that's, build around. That's what you. That's what you that's let what me I'm building around in the defensive no, secondary. You can't. And that's look. Listen. That's that's the issue. You and I talk about this all the time. We talk about how. How, let's not forget about the regime that was before this one that's in in office now, right? Ryan Pace has had to really tear this roster up because it wasn't – it was all messed up. There's, you didn't know who was who. You had to get rid of some guys that you – that if looking at them on paper, you probably be like, why are you getting rid of this guy? I'm it's not kind of like the Orange Bowl, no disrespect. What about the Orange Bowl? The Orange Bowl brought to you a lot of success. And then what? It's a lot of wins, a lot of championships you had to tear in it that down. building. You had to tear it down. You got to tear it down. They didn't have the accommodations. Of, of the there were a lot of players on the roster, and he got here that were a part of a lot of wins. Yes. 
a lot of success for the Chicago Bears. But. That fans were in love with and but, upset about them getting moved. But what's the but? It was time to tear it down. And sometimes was, when you tear it down, it it's not old. pretty. It was old, yeah. maxed out, nothing else you can get from it. Nothing else. And if you're building a culture for yourself, Migos, culture vultures, you might have to rip it down a you little gotta bit. You got to rip it down. I get you. You got to start over. I get you. People don't like it. It's St- tough. People still clamor for the Orange Bowl. The days of the Orange Bowl right now. I had a, call, I had a tweet the other day about that. I miss you in the OP. I miss you in the OP. <laughs> R.I.P. OB, man. We miss you, man. <laughs> and the Orange Bowl had nothing to do with the success. No. It was the players in the Orange Bowl. Yes, the people that walked out onto that football field, man. And so you got to build something. I'm, I'm just – I'm jacked to see what uh, this draft – this – you and I, were, we were excited last year, but I think this year – this is defensively. So there's some. We, there's some we playmakers. Talked about, we talked about making a splash in free agency. Yeah. Not panicking though. Yeah, being disciplined. Don't reach number two. Don't reach. Yeah. For Jimmy Garoppolo. Know what you need. And get a solid playmaker in the draft. I need at least over under for the number of playmakers you need out of this draft. I'm gonna put the over under at three. Over. You need over three. I need f- at least four. You need four playmakers out of this draft. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you can get them. You can get four. You got three last year. You got three playmakers last year. Yeah. So you want to up the ante this year to I, four. I want to up the ante. I want to. I want four because I. I feel like this is a draft where you can, you can get four playmakers. Or, I mean, it's nice to be, but I. I would take three as well, Sean. I'm not going to be too greedy. I would take another three because that's adding. You know how many guys? How many teams wish? They had three rookies that were contributing to their offense and defense and not just on special teams. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. You got a guy who played guard, who played who played guard and tackle in college, not came in first week and played center. You had a running back that was a rookie that led that was the second leading rusher in the NFL. And you had a guy who you didn't know, but he was a project, and you were like, how is he going to fit? He's too small. And what does he do? That's myself. You sound so sweet. Hey, I appreciate you, bro. You sound so sweet, bro. I just want to be honest about what's going on. <laughs> Sean Davis joined the joined the chat. But no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I agree with you. Three we or just, four. We just gave, look, fans, calm down. Be patient. Be patient. Continue to be patient. It's year three. We know things are not where you want them to be. But today... And the obstacle you face as Bears fans, don't let it dictate your thoughts to the process. Yeah, don't reach. Don't reach. Don't reach. Don't Just reach. Get Jimmy Garoppolo out of your mind. Yeah, the Jimmy Garoppolo thing, man, it sounded nice, but I just it's just not what this team It's not what you need. I I, I I have a hard time. I want I have to see more. I have to see more games. I need to see everything. And you know, the the thing with him is and we've seen it before about quarterbacks that have been under Tom Brady for some time. Tom maybe have some time that he had, you know, got hurt or whatever, and oh, they came in, oh. and then you're like, "Dude, let me." Can, can we clear the air? Matt Castle, can baby. We, can we clear the air about this? Matt Castle. Can we clear the air about this? About if what? If you have a stud quarterback, <laughs> he is not spending his time educating the backup quarterback. 
I know, but Steve, man, Steve just hit me. He said, Jeremy Garoppolo is Mitch Trubisky. That hurt. That that that, that was a good one right there. I don't know. You don't so know. So basically you're saying he's the second pick in this year's draft. Yeah. For suckers. Well, yeah. You look who look at the two t- So we don't want to be we don't want to be one of those suckers. Don't be a sucker. Don't be a sucker. No, don't be a sucker. And um Yeah, you can't do that. Can't do it. Pat Mahomes? Someone just said need Pat Mahomes. So look, we just need Ryan Pace to be slippery. Excuse me. Please me. Slippery. Splash. splash. Need him to make a splash. Hey, Vigo, culture. Make a splash. Yes. Yes. That was the best. I totally was not thinking about that. We need Ryan Pace to be slippery. Excuse me. Easy. Hey. Splash. Man, because why? Because you got to create a – you're creating a culture. You have to create a culture. It's about culture, man. You got to. Look at – how does everything come back to the Migos? It's crazy. I like that. See, I like what you're thinking, man. You slippery. Great minds think, think alike, my brother. So what else, man? 